Welcome to Radio KAL. I'm Steve Eunice, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Neil Bailey. How are you, Neil? Pretty good. And you, Steve? Can't complain. This is our sixth show, and I believe you had a topic you want to talk about. Yeah, I was thinking we could discuss the whole Metropolis phenomenon. It's basically a Superman mecca from what I hear, and though I've never been, I really want to go one of these years. You've been there, have you not? Yeah, I was there in 2003. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't been able to go back since. Uh, it's a pretty big trip to plan from Sydney, Australia, to Metropolis, Illinois, in the US. But I do plan to go back one of these days. This year it's a pretty big deal. I mean, Margot Kidder, Noel Neal as ever, and Scott Cranford playing the Superman. How many years has he been the Superman, though? Scott has been Superman for four or five years, I think. So what happened when you went down there? What did you do? Well, there's a lengthy report I wrote on my return in 2003, which you can read on the website, and I encourage people to go and uh, search that out. But basically, the highlights were the Superman Museum, uh, the huge 15-foot statue in the town square, and the celebrities, of course. Uh, but from all reports, this year was one of the biggest and best celebrations yet. I think John Schneider was, uh, you know, who he plays Jonathan Kent in Smallville, I think he was the big draw card this year. And there's some great pictures too in the multimedia section. The museum has to be seen to be believed. Uh, I browsed around in there for hours every day when I visited. Uh, it's an amazing collection. And Jim Hambrick, the owner of the museum, has recently opened up a second museum called the Americana Hollywood Museum down near Harris Casino. They still have that Terry Hatcher costume from the Superwoman episode of Lewis and Clark? Yeah, they did in 2003 when I was there. Yeah, and Jim's, Jim's a large part of the Superstore, which supports the Superman homepage, and, the, and it's a great resource for stuff you can't find anywhere, even if you look. The selection surprises me, actually. I, I live in a pretty big city where you can find a lot of stuff, and there's stuff there that I can't find here. You know, there were some great ideas being bandied about when I was there in 2003. Uh, they just needed man hours and money to make them happen, I guess. Um, stuff like a Superman Walk of Fame. Superman street lamps down the main street, uh, a fortress, fortress of solitude facade, facade for the museum building. I'm sure with the popularity of the place, it'll happen over time. I hope so. Maybe an early screening of Superman Returns? We should twist Brian Singer's arm. Well, I'm sure there'll be some neat surprises in store for 2006, uh, with the release of the movie happening around the time of the celebration. Uh, just what they'll be remains to be seen, but... Uh, while the Metropolis, Illinois Superman celebration isn't a huge, glossy convention along the lines of, say, the San Diego Comic Con, uh, it is a unique experience and there's a lot of small-town charm and a lot of great people. To be perfectly honest, I'd much prefer to go to Metropolis than San Diego, even though I'll more likely hit San Diego first for practical reasons. I was thinking we could uh, do a booth at the con for the Superman homepage. What do you think, folks? Would you be interested in meeting the staff in person? Shoot us feedback. I'm going to try and help make it happen, if only to spread the word about the site. Ah, why lie? Merchandise! But heck, I'd, I, I'd likely run into more folks at Metropolis. Wouldn't it be great if you and I finally met face-to-face in Metropolis one year? Are you kidding? I, I'm hoping that's how it'll happen. I mean, rowing to Australia would be hell on the old guns, even though I'm a tough lady. I think it'd be pretty neat myself. I'm pretty sure next time you head there, I'm going to make it happen no matter what. If, if only so that together we can combine forces and defeat the actor Superman. The Legion of Super Homepage Doom! Nah, just kidding. Scott Cranford's cool. So these video diaries from Singer, holy monkeys! Yeah, we're seeing some really great stuff in the recent ones are released. Um, the flying effects, the huge gimbal, the Fortress of Solitude stuff. Uh, it's really excellent. Yeah, awesome stuff, I think. No, wait, ow! Ow! Ow, ow, ow! My heel! I'm afraid we're going to have to put off Radio KAL for a day. Ow! But in all seriousness, I, I love the previs for the fight and the throwing of the baseball. Really good stuff. 
We don't want to speak about anything too spoilerish, though, um, so we won't mention the kid. <clears throat> the Karate Kid? The Bruce Willis movie? Huh? I don't get it. Oh, that kid... Uh, spoiler. Well, I gotta tell you, my mind says no, no, but the inner pre-condemning geek says yes, yes, and that's all I have to say about that. I have faith in Singer. I do. I'll hope against hope. Some of the stuff that looked positively silly in the Batman movie worked out in the end, and the naysayers walked away quietly sobbing. Yeah, well, I'm a bit dubious, but I'll hold my tongue as well. Alright, so moving right along, um, talking about Superman Returns, do you have any issues with Lex Luthor being the only major villain in the movie? Or, like me, do you think that it's what it, the way it should be, and... You know, for the, especially for the first movie, you know, I'm guessing there are going to be sequels after Superman Returns. I think that's the way every movie should be. Lex Luthor is the main guy with peripheral baddies that are well-characterized subplots. I mean, look at Magneto and X-Men for a good example of that, and look at Superman 4 as a bad example of that, Nuclear Man. Yeah, well, uh, I see what you mean. And talking of villains, talk to me about Ruin in the comics. Yeah, Ruin was Ruin to be, and I'm going to spoil here, so run to the X if you don't want to hear it. Ruin was revealed to be Pete Ross. Of course, now there's talk that it wasn't really him, that he was forced into it, etc. I still have my theories intact, but man, it's crazy how good Ruck has been. I mean, like I said in the review, I feel like a kid again. Yeah, Pete is the easy answer, but there's obviously more story to be told. And I like the fact that Pete knows Clark's secret now, and well, and now Clark knows Pete knows uh, it was a nice way for friends to show their trust in each other. I think that's been a long time coming, too. Of course, he did try to kill him and technically stole the secret, but hey, who's counting? And just so it's clear, Pete found out from Lex uh, before Lex was made to forget that Clark and Superman were one and the same. Though given the editorial pinch on to forget things a year or two after they happen, who knows? I mean, Eddie's leaving, though. That's strange news. I don't know how to react. It's good and bad. He had great work and shoddy work, and overall, it wasn't half bad. Yeah, but he's always been a great guy, especially towards this website. I'll miss him. There's no doubt about that, answering our questions. I mean, I'll definitely miss his better work. He did some stuff that no one could have done in the 90s, and, and without him there'd be less Rucka, Loeb, Kershaw, Clark, and Kelly in our world, among countless others. I promise, though, I won't mention Casey, Siegel, As, or Austin. Wouldn't be prudent. <clears throat> By the way, still no word yet from Matt, the new editor, as to whether or not he'll continue on the Ask Eddie tradition and, you know, help us replace it with an Ask Matt fan forum. I'm hoping it'll come through. If not, we'll scowl most perniciously and send poopy diapers to DC. No evil shall escape our sight. Okay, anything else you want to chat about before we move into the Super Secret Soundbite competition? Nope, let's hit it. Only one thing alive with less than four legs can hear this frequency, Superman, and that's you. Okay, well, last month, the Super Secret Soundbite came from the Smallville Season 1 episode titled Tempest. Reviewed with excellence by our own Neil Bailey. And there were nine people who guessed correctly. Those nine people were Patty, Zach Shapiro, Chris Fury, Annie Henning, Evan Shack, Mikhail Kaczynski, Sakura, Stephen G, and Yuru Man. Congratulations to all nine people. Well done. Way to go, guys. Must be getting harder. We're paring down the number of people. This month I'll continue with a new sound from a Smallville episode. But next month, I think I'll mix it up a bit and throw in a Lois and Clark sound, just for something different. Now available on DVD. Finally, dang it! So here we go. Listen carefully. Here's this month's new super secret soundbite. Your mother's right, son. Can you guess which episode of Smallville that sound comes from? If so, fill out the super secret soundbite competition form 
found at, found at the Radio KAL page of the Superman homepage website and send in your entry. Each person who correctly identifies which Smallville sound, sorry, which Smallville episode that sound comes from will have their name read out during the next Radio KAL show. Good luck with that, everyone. And now for the Superman song, oddly enough titled Superman Song by the Crash Test Dummies. This one's pretty special to me, mostly because it helped me through a bad time in college. I was about ready to quit everything, and I didn't have a lot of support. And this song helped me through some bad times, so I owe it for that. If it weren't for the song, heck, who knows? I might not have given up. Uh, I might have given up on everything. So even if you don't like it, mad thanks for that. I mean, I even went through a thematic period with my with my work based on that song, and you can find that on my website. But the basic idea was the desolation of being a mindless being doing your work, your Solomon Grundy, as opposed to the noble bohemian savior, your your Superman. How's that for heavy, huh? Well, I guess I earned that degree, but anyway, take it away, Steve. Here it is, Superman's Song by Crash Test Dummies. Tarzan wasn't a ladies' man He'd just come along and scoop him up under his arm like that Quick as a cat in the jungle Clark Kent, now there was a real gent He would not be caught sitting around in no jungle scheme Dumb as an ape doing nothing Superman never made any money Saving the world from Solomon Grundy And sometimes I despair The world will never see another man Like him Hey Bob, Sue had a straight job Even though he could have smashed through any bank in the United States He had the strength, but he would not Folks said his family were all dead Planet crumbled, but Superman he forced himself to carry on. Get Krypton and keep going. Superman never made any money, saving the world from Solomon Grundy. Sometimes I despair the world will never see another man like him. Tarzan was king of the jungle and lord over all the apes. But he could hardly string together. I toss in you, Jane. 
stopping crimes I'll bet he was tempted to just quit and turn his back on them Join Tarzan in the forest But he stayed in the city Kept on changing clothes and dirty old phone booths Till his work was through Then nothing to do but go home, home Superman never made any money Saving the world from sun and Sometimes I despair The world will never see another man Like him And sometimes I despair The world will never see another man Like him So there you have it. Be sure to check out the Superman in Songs page at the Superman homepage for a list of over 300 songs which mention Superman. Let us know if there's one particular song that's special to you and we'll endeavour to include it in an upcoming episode of Radio KAL. I killed Superman! I killed... Uh, what? <laughs> and now we give you the teaser trailer for the newest episode of Superman the Last Son of Krypton audio drama. Which, if you've been listening, has already featured our own Mr. Eunice here and is soon to feature a certain over-eager reviewer in a role fit to his manic personality. Highly recommend it, yes, yes. So be sure and download it from the Superman homepage, Radio KAL webpage. You'll find it right next to the link for the episode, for this episode of Radio KAL. A dramatic confrontation. He sort of scares me, Cap. He's just a man. He's just a very powerful man. A master of manipulation. People wait for this flying fairy tale to swoop in and rescue them. Do you know what happens to those people, Miss Lang? They die. A villain discovered. Metallo, I just picked him up on the scanners. I'm going after him. And the return of a hero. Superman, you're back! Issue 6 of Superman, The Last Son of Krypton, coming June 29, 2005, to supermanhomepage.com. Okay, that's the show. Hope you've enjoyed it. Oh, it just occurred to me, the launch of this episode of Radio KAL basically marks the one-year-to-go point for the release of Superman Returns. I can't wait. Actually, I'm in line right now as we speak. Please, someone, bring food! Oh, and I'd like to once again pass on the condolences of the whole Superman homepage staff to Jeff Loeb and his family at the loss of his 17-year-old son. Our prayers and thoughts are with the Loeb family. Yeah, I was heartbroken hearing the news. I mean, Jeff has always been a gentleman in the comic world, and he delivers our blockbusters, and his son was on the way to following in his father's footsteps to comic success. My, my condolences to their family, and, and all the best with their loss. I, I can't put it any, any better than that. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Steve. And you stay classy, Pete Ross. 
Join us again next month for another Radio KAL show. You've been listening to the Radio KAL show at supermanhomepage.com.